Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. This is Matt. I'm Matt too. And today we're going to be talking about part two of ESSA. The Every Student Succeeds Act. We went through the history the last time out and we stopped right around with, well, what does the ESSA actually ask us to do? What does it actually mean, especially for schools? So we're going to talk about uh, something called the accountability indicators. Yeah, or as 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 the, the, the folks at the Department of Education had put, I put it, the main indicators of school success. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> indicators of school success. That sounds good. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds it sounds lovely, like a nice warm blanket on a cold rainy day. So we're gonna focus on a couple of them, but we're gonna give you all five of them right now. Ready? Go for it. Graduation rate. That's at the high school. Chronic absenteeism. Chronic absenteeism. That is for both elementary, middle, and high school. Academic progress. Only for elementary, middle school. Progress in English. (laughs) I can need some help with this one. Progress in English language proficiency. Both. Full K-12. Academic achievement. K-12. Okay, so it's kind of all over the place. It's a little bit all over the place, but but some mm. I mean some of it makes some sense. I mean sure. graduation rate. Gra- you graduation rate. Sure. So let's talk about should we should the graduation rate be applied to the K to 8 schools? Well, my 8th graders graduate from middle school every year. Oh, okay. I see where I see where you're what you're doing here and I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. So graduation because, rate um yeah. <laughs> graduation rate is has done a little bit better with this one, I think, than in the past. What do you mean? So the accountability system this year with graduation rate includes four-year cohort graduation rate. Right. And extended year. Yes. Five and six-year. Yes. So I don't exactly know how the percentages work. I think it's a secret. But at least they're bringing in the idea that Kids may need more time in order to graduate, but the point is to graduate. The point is to graduate, and it does, and and time becomes less of a of a factor. The as of a uh, time, the learning becomes the the constant. The time becomes the variable. And I'm glad that they are accepting of that. I am too, and not sticking to the four years. So that to me, that is a positive. Well, it shows a recognition too that not every kid learns in the same way at the same time. So, but that doesn't mean they still can't get a high school diploma. Right, and I think that's. Uh, I think a it, lot of schools in Maine have accepted that they do, and and it's also. I think it's hopefully intentionally trying to destigmatize the idea that a student can't get a diploma in five years. Agreed. It doesn't have to be four years. That's just that's an arbitrary deadline timeline that we've implied put on ourselves, and we can change that. We've constructed the box. We can deconstruct the box. All words are made up. Yes, they are. So Thank another one we can kind of zip through here is chronic absenteeism. Yes, well, I'll say, so we're going to talk about chronic absenteeism in its own podcast. We're, yeah, there's a lot going on there. There, There is a lot here, and this is, this is the newest thing brought to the, uh, brought to the fold for our, for our indicators of school success. We haven't measured this before as a state, mm-hmm. and so it's happening for the first time this year. Those data will become available, I believe, the end of 2018 or beginning of 2019 depending on their timeline or approximately 2027 when we figure it out so we'll do a different podcast for that one yes stay stay tuned for that one (laughs) it'll be out before 2027 unlike the data (laughs) so the next one talks about progress in english language proficiency 
Right. So, uh, as we know, one of the one of the fastest growing populations in the state of Maine is our our uh, people who need or. I don't. Know. I don't know. English is a second language. English is a second language is one way to say it. Yep. I mean, it's it's also English language learners, but it's also just you know people who are who are learning the English language. Sure. Um, and so that's why they've gotten rid of the ELL moniker, the ESL moniker. So they're just e- EL now. They're just English learners because they mm-hmm. might have. They might become. It might not be a second language. English might be their fifth language. <laughs> you know, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah. in a lot of cases, it is. It is. I mean, they, 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 they've already learned yeah, four these, or five other languages. These kids so, are coming in trilingual, quadlingual. Exactly. Ex- and, oh, and, it's crazy. And so, and it's, and it's, and so they're just, they're learning English now. And so I think that's why it's, it's just dropped the, the, the S from the ESL and the other L from ELL and just, it, there's English learners now. The less letters, the better. I agree. So that is that is one that is uh, K twelve also. That is that is K twelve because well, they're you know that population exists in all all areas of the school. So that uh, what English learners do with that and how they how they score progress, they do an, a test called Access. Um, it's a test that measures a student's ability to listen, speak, read, and write in English. That's very useful. I, for English learners, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's very useful. So they have to get a certain score to make progress. It does say usually uh, some of the notes on here says it usually takes four to seven years for an English learner to become proficient in English. But this can vary, as we've talked about before. There's, there's always uh, some error bars around that one. Um, so the progress in, in English language proficiency indicator measures how much progress a student makes each year towards reaching a certain level right. uh, that is considered proficient. So that is what they're looking for. Yeah, and, and and all all schools are going to have to report on this. All schools are going to have to show what the, what they've learned, what what how how English learners are demonstrating proficiency in your school district. Now, an issue that's happening throughout Maine, a lot of the questions that I've been hearing on this so far is, well, what if our district has two English learners in our district? Mm-hmm. What if we have five? What if we have none? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that the DOE has said that they're their N or the, the, the number in order to count towards the, the for uh, school success is 10. Yep. For instance, my district has seven that we're uh, administering that test to this year. So uh, in this particular academic performance indicator or whatever it's called, what accountability, accountability indicator, mm-hmm. uh, we won't have a score. Right. It'll be just a blank. Just a blank there because yeah, we had it's such a small sample size, so you can't infer a lot from a very small sample size, which is why they decided to have an N of ten. It's also yeah, well, it's also a privacy issue because if if there's seven students, for example, in you a district, who they are. you can figure out who they are very quickly, and so it, it really comes down to protecting them as learners and, and, and as well. And this N of ten is actually. Um, across all of these indicators yes so all of the different subgroups that we're going to be talking about shortly uh, if you don't have an n of 10 it is just it doesn't it like it doesn't count almost because there's just not enough data not enough to, data. to say anything uh for for those two reasons small sample size and privacy issues right so they they can't publish the data yeah i think that's totally fair i do too so that's three out of the five and now we get to two of the ones that are always a concern academic achievement and academic progress. All right, dealer's choice. Which one are we going with first? Let's go with achievement first because I think I have more to say on the other one. All right, uh, academic achievement, that's K-12. So this is measured by our statewide assessment, the main comprehensive assessment system, MECAS, also known as the Empower at 3 to 8 and the SAT at grade 11. 
So it's not really K to 12, is it? It is not K to 12. In fact, it's only seven of our 12 grades. You're good at math. I, I, I was once. So what they have to do when they, when they give these tests, and by the way, what are these tests on? English, language, arts, and math. And math. So there is also a science. But it for, doesn't really count for anything. For fifth grade, eighth grade, and high school. But it doesn't really count, it seems. Well, they've, it, it's on the. It's going to be measured on there. It's going to be a part of the overall assessment piece. It's 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 in there. But it doesn't count as this academic achievement. Ragu, it's in there. <laughs> Remember that commercial from way back? I'm not sure if you just slammed Ragu or if you just. Like, I'm sure there's a copyright infringement somewhere that we're going to get sued on, probably. Please, it, please, Ragu, I love your product. Is it nobody's listening anyway? Are we matter. sponsored by Ragu? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what they have to do with academic achievement, they have to score a three, which is considered proficient. Yes. And that's that's it. That that's that's it. They you meet you score three or four, you've met. You're at you're at, you or, a, at you, or above. You or at you, or, what what are the other two called? Uh below and well below. Well below standards. Well below expectations. Oh, that sounds really Well below expectations. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't, doesn't that make you feel good? That was that's really good. I'm well below expectations. So yeah, so yeah, well, that'd be yeah. like my normal job. Oh no! <laughs> Luckily, no one listens to this. They won't yeah, hear. Nobody's listening. So that uh, academic achievement is very straightforward. They can basically count and do a percentages of of the kids who uh, are in your schools. Yes, it's really simple. It, it's it's the most commonly yep. it, it's that's been the thing that's been around, especially since No Child Left Behind. It's everyone's used to that measure. It's just the only thing that's changed are the assessments and how we look at them. So the SAT, the SAT measure, their scale changed a couple years ago. And so scores changed and things moved around for where, who got the at or above and who got the below, well below. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit. I still have one more thing to say about this one. Okay. And here's, here's, here's the sentence that I'm just going to read. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to read this one. The state has established the ambitious goal of improving the achievement of each student group by 20% to 2030. Now, we talked last week about the old and old child left behind where everybody was going to be at 100% total in 10 years or so. Adequate yearly progress, AYP. So this is much more reasonable than AYP. So each student group by 20% by 2030, which is uh, 12 years. 12 years. Okay. So which turns out to be like 1.6%. Something like that. A year or so. Which seems really simple. It's not. But the key parts there are each student group. Each student group. Not an aggregate. What does that mean when it comes to what schools are going to have to be doing? How I understand it, it's it's you're looking at uh, males, females, uh, ethnicity, um, special education, English language proficiency. Uh, those are the those are the different subgroups that are and kind of subgroups that are going to be looked at. So yes, all of those subgroups. Uh, the goal is to get uh, to increase the achievement of each student group by twenty percent. That's a lot of groups. It's a lot of groups, and, I'll, and I'm going back to what we were saying about earlier about English language proficiency. It gets a little bit wonky in there if you have data numbers like one year your English language proficiency is at eight and then the next year it's at 12 and then the next year it's at 15 and then the year after that it's at five so then how are you measuring growth over time and I'm not I don't think they have the answers 
the longitudinal long-term answers for that yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're, again, this is th this will be the first year that we actually get data on this one uh, that's released. I, I believe so. I don't remember us. I don't remember us measuring English language proficiency in in previous years. I don't it's, think so. It's really not, only been just about achievement and not graduation rate. Anyway. Okay, so there are one of the things before we get to the progress part. This does talk about um, levels of supports for schools, and we forgot something. What did we forget? Progress. Oh, we're going to talk about that one shortly. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That was like a you wanted to skip ahead. Okay. So right. the supports for this one for achievement. There are three tiers. Oh, I'm with you. Okay. Okay. So the first one, um, supports are designed for all schools experiencing challenges with one or more eligible student groups. So this is for, for any school at all. If you have one of your student groups that don't perform very well. Right. Okay. You can get some support from the state. Uh, that's called tier one. So tier two is says uh, supports designed for all schools experiencing challenges with one or more eligible students groups for three consecutive years mm -hmm. all right so if you're not making adequate yearly progress for three years those aren't the words but that's can, in, you, in you, essence you, that's the words you can call it that but they don't want you to call it they that. don't want you words are words all words are made up so in tier two it's have to be over time you're not making enough progress mm-hmm and then tier three is the most significant challenges, and those are only for Title I schools. That's not true. That's what it, it says. It, it, it's not just for Title I schools. It's for, um, I believe, for all schools. Maybe that, not. Maybe not. Maybe that is wrong. not what it says, but I agree with you that I have heard different things. I, I, from, from, from the way that I understand it, it was that Title I schools start there at that level of, what they're going to need for being measured, how they're going to look at, what are the, what the requirements for the tier three. And then they can be, they can also be a tier two or they can be a tier one mm -hmm. as well. Yes. As long as they are meeting those criteria. But they, but instead of starting at like a tier one, they started a tier three. Let's find out more information about that as they figure it out. Yes, of course. And if we're wrong, please tell us. We're not wrong, Matt. The amount of research we do to get into these podcasts, as you oh, hear, paper shuffling. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to our last indicator. It's about academic progress. So I'm gonna, just going to uh, read this a little bit um, because people think progress might seem a little bit different. So a school's academic progress is defined as the comparison of individual student scores from one year to the next aggregated to the school level. Seems reasonable, okay. right? Okay. There's a problem with that. Not anymore. But we haven't had really any like reporting about schools in, say, five years. Why would that be, I wonder? Hmm. 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 Could it be that we haven't taken the same test for more than two years in a row until now? In the last yeah. like five or six years. We've had a, a we've lot had of history. We've had we've had the empower for the last three years. Yep. Then we have smarter balance before that. Yep. Which they which they abolished and banned. They banned it from ever coming back. I like banning things. They banned it while it was still going on. <laughs> yeah. And before that, we had kneecap. And before that, we had the MEA. So right now, we use the Empower Me's. Yes, this is for grades 3 through 8. Grades 3 through 8. Right. And, and the SAT for high school, as you said. So really, nothing has changed since before we had Smart Balanced. Because the Empower Me is really the kneecap with a different name. Okay. Same company and everything. Yep. 
In fact, the kneecap doesn't really exist anymore. It's now called Empower, without the me on the end. For me for Maine. Uh, okay. It's the same thing. I get a little stick about that one. <laughs> so, so now that we've had the same test for a few years in a row, we can measure growth. Yes. Okay. So how do we measure growth? Because I thought we said a few minutes ago, kids are at a one, two, three, four. Does that mean all kids have to move from a two to a three, or from a three to a four, or for a one to a two? It would, it would be nice if they if they came out. Dewey gave us like a little graphic or a table that would showcase how how they, how how they would measure that growth. And kaboom, we have a graphic. See, that's called a segue. That's called transition, folks. So we're, we're professionals. Well, as <laughs> thirty seconds ago, I banged into the table. <laughs> And I think our our ragu sponsor has since dropped us. Oh, they they they're they're doing a petition against us at this point. <laughs> Who isn't? I want to say. <laughs> Who isn't? So Who the... wants this thing? <laughs> Nobody God. wants this. So with kids, what they do is break up the scores so you can move within levels. So you don't just score a one, two, three anymore. You could score a one A or one B, two A, two B, a three A, three B, or just a four. Okay, okay, So now we have seven levels instead of four. So so what's the difference between a what's the difference between a one A and a two A or a one A or one B, I mean? Okay, so a one A and a one B. So if you're in the lower half of the kids who scored a one, you're a one A. And if you're in the upper half of kids by score who score a one, you're now a one B. So if I'm a kid that scores a one A the first year, in a 1B the second year, I'm considered to have made enough growth. Wonderful. Okay. That sounds great. If you've gone from a 1B to a 2A, you've made growth. So, so if, if you've, by, and by going to these groups, it means that you have achieved to beyond to the next, to the next cohort, like 50% above, or how, how do you grow to that next group? Magic? I don't understand. I mean, Magic is a great song by the band America. I don't know. I okay. don't understand it. So when help me out. Okay, we'll be one. Okay, so what you do as a third grader, for instance? Yep. Okay, first time you're taking the test, and all the scores for grades three to eight begin with a grade level number. Okay. So if I score three forty-eight, it basically tells me I scored a forty-eight, and I'm in third grade. Third grade. Okay. So if a 48 puts me into the level 1A, for instance, the next year, let's say I score a 455, okay? I didn't increase by 100-something points. No. I just am in fourth grade now. So Mm -hmm. I really increased from a 48 to a 55. And if the 55 shows me a now level 1B, according to their cut scores, then I I have been deemed to have moved up a level, which means I've made growth and enough growth to get me from one level to the next. So is that cut score for growth? Is that is that based on the, 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 the what the student needs to grow, or is it just an arbitrary cut score of one year you could be below the fifty percent or the, the the at or above level, and if you're if you improve to even just getting closer to the at or above level, you can still get to that next level. What if like what was what if you made what if you made like a year and a half's worth of growth okay, in so. that in, in this situation, but you're still not at level. So let's say, are you saying, for example, I move from a 1A to a 2A? Could be. If I move from a 1A to a 2A, I'm considered to make a year and a half of growth. Okay. That is correct. 
So I'm still not proficient yet no. at my grade level, but I've considered to move up enough levels. There's a, a graphic of some cut scores here that we, or some uh, point values that you get. Right. So if you make one years of growth, for instance, the 1A to 1B, you get 100 points. Okay. Yay. If you get the 1A to the 2As, you just said, you get 150 points, kind of like a year and a half. Got it. Okay. If you make from a 2B to a 3B, what do you think you get? I'm going to say 100 points because it would be a grade level, right? Right? <laughs> yes, that is what I would have thought until I look at the grid. Be, well, you just, cause we just we just said that you know a grade level is about 100 points and a grade and a half would be 150 points. So it makes sense to me that a B to a B, a 2 to a 3 would be another 100 points. If okay. you went from a 2 to a 3B, uh, wouldn't that be 150 points? Okay, let's or to, or to A, whatever. Or I'm I'm getting my A's and B's mixed up. Let's hold that for one second. All right, I'm going to ask you a different question. Okay, if I'm already proficient, so I'm I've got a three or a four, right? And I score three or a four again the next year, right? Have I made growth? Let's say a three A, for instance. Let's get specific. Am I'm a, I'm a three A one year and I'm a three A the next year? You've not shown growth. I'm still proficient though. You're still proficient. Hundred points. So a student... once you're proficient, doesn't matter unless you go backwards. Actually, looking at the grid, you can get points by going backwards. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> if I go from a 3A to a 2B, I'm no longer proficient and I've lost growth. Okay. 50 points for you. 50 points? 50 big points. So is it just because of where you are in terms of being close to proficient? Yes. Okay. So let's go back to this one. I can't wait. I go from a 2B. Okay. Or not to be. Sorry. It's, it's a reaction. Couldn't help it. It's a reaction. So if I'm at a 2B and I'm a kid, where am I? I'm on the cusp of you're, being proficient, right? Yeah. You're, you're pretty close. I'm in the upper half upper of half the kids of, who got twos. You're just below that, that at or above. At the at level. Okay. So the next year, I am just above that level. Right. And I get to be a 3A. How many points did I just get? Uh, 50. 150 to go from just uh, just below so a 2b to a 3a so i could increase my score just a tiny 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 bit and i get 150 points so from, a, from a 48 to a 52 150 for you whereas if you went from if i whereas if you went whereas you went from a 25 to a 65 depending on the level you're in it could be less points than that. Here's here's a better one. Okay. Okay. If I'm a 3A... This is riveting, by the way. And I go to a 3A, you would think that I would just stay at 100, right? Well, yeah, you're still proficient. Well, well no, it's growth, though. 3A to a 3A. Stayed the same. So you, say, so you haven't grown, though? No. You're still in the same... 100 points for you. Next one. Okay. 3B to a 3B. But even though you haven't grown. 3B to a 3B. Yeah. Stayed the same. Stayed the same. 100 yeah. points. 150 points for you! 4 so to a 4. 200 points? Yes, now you're getting it. What if I go from a 3B to a 4? So I'm in the upper half of the 3s, and I just cross to the 4s. 150 points? 250 points. So they have weighted this for the... Top kids. Top kids. That score... On a grade level test, not a dynamic test, 
So these are kids that are... A standardized assessment. Standardized assessment. Which we've already established in a previous episode uh, when you're measuring achievement has direct correlation to districts with poverty. Right? Hmm. We, we, we mentioned that before where there's a lot of analysis of a skills gap that says, you know, your uh, poverty is an indicator of achievement. A clear indicator. So it seems like this seems to be weighted hard towards kids that are at or above grade level. It sounds like it. I wonder why that is. So this chart has some issues with it. Clearly, as we're, but we're, we're trying to figure it out here in real time here. And as you said it just probably one minute ago, this is riveting, right? This You're all like on the edge of your seat here. The, the details are what is really the, the troubling part here. Mm. So to me, this does not, it, this does not feel equitable at all, right? If we're thinking all kids need to progress and all kids need to be proficient and all kids are going to graduate, which I'm mm -hmm. all for, this puts some kids at a different level automatically than other kids. So kids that are scoring really, really well and on grade level are weighted higher than kids that are not so grade level but making great progress. They don't get the same thing. So if you're trying to look at an aggregate mm -hmm. of a school, yep, um, an overall average of, how, of all the grade levels together, yep, would you be able to? Do, do you think you'd be able to? How, what do you think you'd be able to turn to determine the level of actual achievement? Or can you do that? Can you can you not even make make with, that aggregate anymore? Or can you just you have to saying, look, look at the grade levels? Are you saying with this chart? With, or, with this chart, or just could could we do it on a school level if I, we're looking at actual growth? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at using these data with this chart and with all the points that are established and all the points that are given to all of the students in the various ways of means of, of growth, and you were to look at an aggregate. And I know looking at an aggregate is tough anyway, because there's so many variables within that yeah. aggregate. So even if we look at grade levels, even if we were to break it down to that level, would we be able to tell something informational that we can bring back to our schools and use to improve instruction? With this chart, I don't think we can. I think we'd be telling ourselves a different story than what is actually happening. If this chart was equally weighted, so as kids moved up, from like a 1A to a 2A, that's two levels. So mm -hmm. you should get that 150 points. Sure. If it was 150 points every time somebody moved up two levels, that would be awesome, but it's not. And unfortunately, it's weighted. So we're being able to tell ourselves a different story than what is actually happening without digging down to the individual kid. And that is my biggest problem with this academic progress indicator. Because what's going to happen and go onto the, the school report card page or also onto the, the dashboard mm -hmm. is you're going to see the aggregate. That's what's going to be. That's what's going to be shown. So one of the things that I would suggest, um, a little editorializing here, is the districts really dig into which levels each of these kids are in. And I am ninety-nine percent confident we don't get that data. That if you're a two A or a two B or a three A or a three B, we just get the data where you're a one, two, three, four. And that's it. They're not split up. That, that's how we get it, yeah. That's how we get it. So I don't think we're going to get anything different from what I've seen, from what I've heard, from any rumors that I've heard. I, um, I have I have no reason to believe that we would get it either. I, I, I'm always the eternal optimist and hopeful, but 
Maybe it's something that's coming. Maybe it's something we can advocate for. But right now, I, I would have a real tough time well, taking these numbers with it. Basically, you have a weighted average. And here's something that, you know, to peel the curtain back, to go behind the curtain here, um, as, as just to correct curriculum folks, uh, we get to see, we've already seen our data for this year. Mm-hmm. We've seen what it looks like. Um, and it's going to be released to the public very soon. Um, I haven't seen any 1As, 1Bs, 2As, no. 2Bs. No, and I looked again today, and I didn't see anything so, anywhere. So maybe, so it's, maybe be, it's something later. Not maybe it's unsure. I don't know. Unsure. So that is basically our five academic indicators of um, how they're, we're going to be judged as schools and as districts. Yeah, and next time we're going to be talking about things like the old report card thing in general, and I believe chronic absenteeism, which we're going to dive deep into. And more exciting chart talk. <laughs> maybe not. Gotta love the chart talk. See you next time. Bye-bye.